0: This is a 1984 flyer die podcast.
1: For damn near what? Close to 10 years now? Something like it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mentioned yeah, like, or well, approximately seven, because I mentioned 2011. Right. Backstage yeah. at a, a schoolboy Q show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's when, um who was yep. uh, opening that one? It was it side opening that one?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, TLA. Y'all
1: uh, know who y'all came here for? Yo, he was on stage with no shirt, yo. Yep. Yeah, that was a good night. It was a good night. Definitely was a good night. Now who was um I was trying to figure out what tape was that? Was that the uh aside? was that the white flame? What was uh, it called? The white lighter joint. White lighter joint, yeah. That was the first time somebody ever told me, you no phones, no phones, and everybody looking
2: around the room and shit. Mm-hmm. So the boost I
0: Yo, no, nah, you're good.
2: Luce had, uh, yeah, loose was about to play a and boy record. And I remember he was telling niggas, Josh was there, too. Glass was there, fucking. And he had told everybody in the room, he going to be closed the woo, 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 no cameras, no recording, no phones, no nothing. I was just like, damn, I the Shout out Luce, though. He's probably big home.
1: I heard a lot about Luce. He did, uh, he put a lot of work in, man. Well, I for a lot of people. I think I met. Him, I think I last first time I last time I met him was at backstage of that show. We was all backstage, man, because cause cause was back there, Ben was back there. That's when the whole squad was like.
0: Yeah, man, that was an interesting time. I feel like, and yeah, no, not at that time. No, I think it was later that year
2: and
1: shit. Yep. Yeah, because I was there rocking with um. I had to do an interview with Schoolboy that day, man. Word. Yeah, that was uh, it. Was that was like springtime? I want to, want to say yo, like uh, back at, at the TLA on South Street.
0: Yeah, it was like April or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was just, yep, something like
1: that. That was Saturday good ass time, man. Yeah, so Wes, Wes, what's going mm-hmm. on with you, man?
0: I don't know, man. I just been chilling, trying to get my head straight and shit. You know,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: man in America going through some shit. That's all.
1: I feel like we all can relate to that. Yeah. Dude. In some shape, form, or fashion, you know? Yeah. So, one of my favorite things about you, dog, is, um, I want to say get outspoken, but not outspoken in terms of being in, in a negative way. Like, you are honest with how you feel, honest about your position and where you are in this space. And it's place that we're in, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that you're biased though. I think you're biased as a black male. Like, I feel like ultimately I say a lot of shit that ultimately, like, people who just don't understand, who haven't seen life as I've seen it, Mm -hmm. they see what I'm saying as a negative thing, and it's not really the case. It's really just all, you know, everything comes, it all comes down to perspective and shit. So, if you live the life that I have as a black male in this country, then the shit that I say, you know, you might see what I say. So one person might see this shit as negative, but a lot of people see this shit as empowering. I already know that. People tell me all the time, like, yo, like, like you just said, like, yo, I appreciate the things you said. The fact that you are outspoken, that you put this shit out there for people. Like, that's kind of what I do it for. Like, at the end of the day, fucking, there's a lot of people in this country that feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize it because they keep that shit to themselves. Like, everybody's beholding their jobs and shit like that. And I'm not. You feel me? Like. I feel like I have a duty almost to kind of speak for people who really can't. You know, it's kind of like
2: if not, if I don't, then fuck it. What am I here for? You know? What's
1: the point? Yeah. Because I know we were discussing about before we start recording, um, like like an hour ago when we first got here, we were discussing like the state of the city, how everything seems to be so weird now.
0: Yeah, because like fucking, uh, yeah, I mean. Gentrification, and shit, is like one thing, but I mean, you just from like the early two thousands to now, you figure like that's almost that's two decades of Philly, and I remember even from like two thousand five to two thousand ten, just like you figure North Philly people used to think of like North Philly is starting at like Spring Garden, like like the hood kind of starting at Spring Garden. People don't people then stop thinking of that shit like a long time, like ten maybe almost. Yeah, um, yeah, I say like ten years ago, mm-hmm. maybe a little longer than that. Like, when people kind of stopped thinking of like, yeah, it's like North Philly technically, but that boundary is like a fucking all right. Now you like really in the fucking hood versus like all right, this is still kind of like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that shit kind of, kind of it's kind of pushed up like Northern Liberties and like everything they've done down there, and obviously like fucking Badlands and shit like. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's just like, we would never really think, you know, the Badlands would look the way it does now, where you have fucking, I mean, it's not that you would never think it would happen, but you would never think people would just fucking selling a house for $500,000, $600,000 in fucking West Kensington and shit. That shit don't even make sense. Not, you know, looking at the economic state of the city, where fucking a majority of the people here are like going through shit. That's just like the reality of it. Philly is a really depressed city, economically.
1: Because our, I- One of the things that always caught me off guard, I said this to you again before the recording, was that it's so weird knowing that we no longer have neighborhood schools anymore. Like, you no longer-
0: Yeah, we were talking about Bach Bar. Like, I literally haven't been there because I just can't fuck with, like, the whole concept. Mm -hmm. I just, shit, I was fortunate enough to, like, not have, like, go to school outside, like, civilian shit. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. just, like, knowing- the real reality of it, and then also just like the irony of it, like people who inhabit places or fucking uh, patronize places like bar and shit are the same people that you know what I mean, like they, they talk a good game when it comes to, like politics and all that shit. But y'all put it, y'all turn y'all y'all didn't think, well, fucking instead of putting money into turning this into some commercial space, why don't we actually get this school going again? This fucking tech school going again, because hey, fucking you know what I mean fucking. Phillies are still I mean there are there's a lot of trade jobs and shit that kid that people feel specifically would be a good fit for it. you know, kids that really should go to tech school.
1: Right, you know college yeah. isn't for everybody. You right,
0: have, get that vocation yeah, it's not for me. Like, I'm somebody who had like all types of college opportunities. College is not for me. It's right. not for everybody. It just isn't. So like I don't know, I just the fucking liberal hypocrisy in Philadelphia, I just can't get down with
1: this shit, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? And it's, that's the question I always ask. Like, what what can I do? Because even if I, you know, go all day crazy on social media, talk people about, like, yo, how I'm feeling, nothing's going to change. At least not for me, because, like I said, mm-hmm. the neighborhood schools, they're already sold, they're already becoming apartment buildings condominium. Right. The like-
0: city has literally sold this shit off. Like this is, this is like the elected democratic officials of the city, the people who have voted for, have sold this shit off to fucking developers and shit. And then like the whole tax abatement shit, the fucking 10-year tax abatement on, on fucking new construction. It's just every fucking, It's just all policy. It's just fucked up because it's essentially this policy that just negatively affects people's lives. And on top of that, when you look at fucking civil, uh, civil asset forfeiture and all that shit, like... Mm-hmm. PA is one is one of the highest states in the country, but specifically because of Philadelphia. And what's fucked up about it is that it's, you would think that, all right, Philly may be high because, like, maybe all the drug busts and all that shit. No, a majority of that shit is coming. It's like two, three, four hundred dollars $400 type shit that they're taking from people. And, you know, people fucking live paycheck to paycheck. You take $400 out of somebody's fucking life out here, you might fuck somebody's whole shit up three months down the line, six months down the line. Their entire life is fucked up over some fucking shit that the cops could just take just because they wanted to take it for no reason, not even, not even prove that you fucking are, are guilty of this crime. You could be found innocent in this crime. Doesn't mean doesn't mean they have to give you your shit back. And they're typically not going to. Like, that's not how that shit works. Like. What are my motherfuckers supposed to do?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, what are we supposed to do? And people always say, yo, you got to vote for local government. Yeah, make sure people in your community are doing it.
0: Local government corrupt, so and then and like you go in a community, and it's like it's fucking, I don't know. What are you? I don't even know, man. I don't even know where to start. That's the thing. At the end of the day, white supremacy is one of those things where no matter what black people seem to do in this country, if we meet the standard, they raise it. So, what do you expect people to do? No matter, it's like I don't know. That's a that's a pretty depressing cycle to be stuck in. So. At the end of the day, it kind of comes down to, like, systemically, things either changing uh, or, I don't know, people really have to come together at, like, a neighborhood level or maybe, like, block-by-block block level. Mm-hmm. But it's got to start somewhere, you know? That's the only way that it can happen, though. But,
1: Cause the, this is the thing that you said earlier about the government being corrupt, right? Right. I swear, man, it might have been last year, 2016, I remember sitting and watching the news. And reading the articles, dog, it was like people in Philadelphia City Hall, City Council, everybody was being like couple or something, man. Bruh, the father and son, DA,
0: like, oh, DA, yeah, yeah,
1: like father and son, City Council, like father was laundering money, son was your money. Both these people got got offices, but it's get being paid from, right. Just, right. yep, paying out, out out of pocket, giving us some of their money.
0: Yeah, fucking PPA and shit, just fucking draining taxpayer dollars. And then they come up with these fucking nut-ass taxes and shit, like the sugar tax. Like, who the fuck is that? Like, that money's supposed to go to schools and shit. Like, all right, cool. Where the but schools? Like, right. Like, what schools, first and foremost? And then also, like, what the fuck is up with this park that these motherfuckers put down on the waterfront and shit? Like, I'm not against it and shit, but you mean tell me y'all don't have money for schools and that you got to tax fucking Arizonas and shit? Like, come
1: huh. But you heard about the new... Like the park they're trying to build. Oh, like,
0: Arizona's are a dollar thirty seven. That's ridiculous. This would be ninety nine like, cents for tall boys, man. In the market. That shit is ridiculous.
1: This would be ninety nine cents, man. The tall cans.
0: It literally says it on the drawing, like it's fucked up. Like I I I'll be alright like, paying dollar six. You're
1: right. Or 8. Well,
0: I don't know what the fucking tax anymore at this point, but like but $1.37 for Arizona?
1: Because really? yo, they gotta park their building from like I want to say near where the art museum is, right, and they're gonna build it from there all the way down to the waterfront. For what? It's gonna be like this whole joint. So You know how like um, That's crazy. Like uh, what was that? I- nine no, I- no, five? It was seventy six? You come off Thirty Street you're heading downtown, yeah, to Eighth Street. So all that, some like some point, I guess, where the lot, free library is at, on down. They're gonna make it all like surface and everything. It's gonna be a whole park walkways. You can walk from there. All the way down to Waterfront.
0: Well that's like there's uh, the Cow Hill Arts District shit they're trying to do they're trying to have that shit kinda of set up with like, the high line with the trestle and shit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. To, like Eleventh Street, 11th Cow Hill. Yeah. Yeah, so they're trying to have that kinda of like the high line in New York and then uh people who own like the uh property developer and shit that like bought up all the shit around there, they own nine ninety spring garden and shit. Like mm-hmm. fucking um, yeah, that's what they're trying to turn that shit into. Like they got plans for all this shit. It's crazy, like they really do have these plans, but also where jobs to fucking get people who can even afford to live in these, like, there's a lot of empty homes and, and shit, like, this, there's, there's a lot of empty homes that's been, that have been around and there's a lot of empty homes that have been built, like, and there's not a lot of jobs here to actually support the kind of income necessary to even buy that shit, so you do have a lot of people, that's what I mean, you do have people, I guess, moving into the city and then maybe, and even pushing some of the quote-unquote city problems out into the suburbs, like, I don't even want to get into details on that shit. But yeah, that's definitely
1: like I get you know, into the I'm fallout. I'm listening that for you. Because look, for me coming from BBN in West Philly, right? I'm from the city.
0: Right.
1: At one point in time, Yaten had like 1.5 black family per block. Right. Because like, you had the idea of White Flight. Yeah. White Flight, they were, like all the churches you see around this area. That's like Winfield exists. wasn't
0: all niggas before.
1: Oh, I'm not even sure.
0: I'm like, I'm not talking about any time niggas might really remember right now, Well, mm. no, you're old enough, you're older than I am, so you might, you should remember,
1: baby. 33, I don't know, but I remember that. It was always black from when I was coming up, like, Parkside was the other side. Uh, they were there. And that's where, um, First Prince and all of them was, was around there. No, yeah, Winfield area, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, but it was a time when, like, White Flight was going on, you had churches, and the area, like, you Big Stone churches, these were all their joints. Then they, they moved from here out to the Burbs. Then now they made, they made their grand right. return now.
0: That's like, that's like, like gyms, people who own gym stakes and shit, right? Like yeah. The original Jonas out west. Like mm-hmm. 62nd Street, some shit. It's so much like deep in the fucking cut. Fucking, uh, but like, yeah, like it's crazy to think that that like back in the 30s, 40s, was like white neighborhood because that shit nowadays, you need like, on, on like statistically on paper, 99 point, like percent black type shit. Like, yeah. And then it's crazy to look at, like when you look at like uh like poverty maps and shit in the city, and like how they align with like racial makeup. Like it's just it's clear as day. But a surprising fact: the poppy is more more poor in the city than black people. Yeah. Break that down. That's just what it is. I don't know the stat offhand, but mm-hmm. like. I, we could pull it up now, right now, obviously, because I don't have it in front of me. Right. I pull it up and send it to you later, and we can talk about the shit. But yeah, in the city of Philadelphia right now, the Hispanic population actually has a higher poverty rate than the black population. Mm. Yep.
1: So these are things that like aren't really discussed,
0: right? But Philly's a wrong. majority black city, majority minority city. We're like we're like barely the majority, mm-hmm. but then when you add all the other minority groups on top. We are a majority minority city, but very segregated city still. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Like you go down South Philly, like Two Street. You know what time it is? You go down there.
0: Damn, like Northeast though. Like, North Trump, F- yo. There's definitely like whole fucking pockets of fucking Northeast that just voted Trump. <laughs> like,
1: and yeah. they front lawns, like, yeah, Trump for president.
0: I don't spend time out there with those people. That's just
1: crazy. I'm not with. It. I remember when I was like. Working out in the Burbs, man. It's like Obama was running for president, right? I forgot who was going against. It might have been Romney or some other cat, right? Right. Or it might have been McCain. And I'm, I'm going from Philly. I see, like, Obama signs, Obama signs. The further I'll go up on the main line, the signs disappearing. I'll be seeing more McCain signs, more McCain signs, more McCain signs. I'm like, oh, God man. damn. I don't even watch.
0: I can tell you a lot about the suburbs. Uh, Get Out was, like, real life. Like, it's like watching my, movie, my, watching my life. In the movie theater, I mean, this shit is just so surreal. And yo, the craziest part about it, watching it for me. Mm-hmm. By the way, just on like some side shit, was like one of the niggas wearing a denim shirt and shit all the time. Like and being a photographer, like that was really some shit. Like I was always on wearing denim shirts when I was like shooting that shit. Like so, I didn't really fuck with that shit. <laughs> Fucking kind of threw me off watching that movie for sure.
1: It's like seeing yourself, like, oh shit.
0: Yeah. Cause watching it, yo, and the worst part, like, I definitely went to see that John Northfield with a White Chick, so it was, just, yeah, man, fucking, yep. That was, yeah, man. I've been through a lot the past year, just trying to figure out how how I really feel, fucking uh, fit into the world, and I know where I stand. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Without <laughs> no so now, you mentioning like where you stand, and your place in the world. How do you use that? With your photography, in terms of like, Yeah,
0: I haven't even, uh, well, I'm not going to say I haven't figured that shit out yet. To be completely honest with you, like, I just had to fall back off the fashion shit, like, and kind of get back to, like, doing what's really me, which is the music shit. So, kind of being around that, fucking working with Grande and shit, niggas going to be doing a lot of shit this year, fucking photos, fucking videos and shit. Visuals going to be crazy, for sure. Like,
1: Dope. Yeah. Why'd you fall back from the fashion shit?
0: Man, that industry's super whitewashed for me, dog, that's... That's really kind of it, like when I look at like how i kinda i mean I have my own issues, don't get me wrong like i'm little, i'm not, I'm the same for sure but i I have my reasons, you feel me mm-hmm. and fucking yeah, no I'm gonna still fuck with it, but it's just not gonna be my primary focus ultimately, I feel like it's almost like you know kind of talking about like the liberal hypocrisy and shit earlier to of that. And, I don't know, it's not It's not worth it for me. It's not worth, like, the mental health dream that you got to deal with. Like, just being around a bunch of people who ultimately want to express themselves in a way that's, like, I don't know, just kind of, like, inconsiderate of just what other people go through. It's like, when you look at, like, uh like like feminism and shit, mm-hmm. but like there's a lot of white girls that like claim to be feminists and shit. But they don't really give a fuck about women. Like they just don't like their like relationship issues and shit like that. Like y'all don't give a fuck about women. Like women that are really dealing with shit in life because they're women, and on top of that, like dealing with other shit because of like their race. And like you know what I mean? Like yeah. So you see a lot of a lot of shit like that. Cause the numbers just point a certain way. And then being a black photographer in the fashion industry, that's just like a whole different, like, yeah, know? Nah, Cause it's really, it's a very, very, uh, very, very small space for us, I would say. Because ultimately, like, it's a white dominated industry, so you can only get so far in a white dominated industry. Yeah, it, it gets deep. I don't know. I don't even really Fuck it. Niggas aren't really on that shit, so...
1: So what drew you back to the music?
0: Life, fucking being in Philly, being stuck in Philly. I won't get into the details on that, but yeah.
1: But I've always been a fan of your work, man. Like, even me seeing you out... Because it was interesting seeing you, like, behind-the-scenes photos of you doing the uh, the fashion photography. Because even then... I wouldn't say you were, like, a sore thumb, but you were definitely, like, the different one in that scene, you know?
0: Yeah, because I just, like, I'm not one of these people, you feel me? I'm nothing like that. That, that Ultimately, that that's just kind of, like, what this shit was for me in New York. I was just, like, I was around a bunch of people that I was nothing like. And that shit's fun, and that shit's cool and exciting, but... At a certain point, especially with just like the social, uh, socio political climate of the country right now, like I'm good, I'm good.
1: So let me ask you a question. What's up? When you heard about you hear about the the uh, the Me Too stories, right? Yeah. And how wild the shit shit really is. You know, people you wouldn't even think of being like out here like that, right? Or being caught out here like that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So when you heard about like. The Aziz am sorry situation. How how did that make you feel,
0: Bruh, So look, here's the thing. I'm not gonna sit here and try to paint Aziz as some saint. Like that shit was not like. You know what I mean, that shit it wouldn't was be fair, right? Right. Like that shit, it shouldn't have went down the way that it did. But also, it shouldn't have went down the way that it did for a lot of different reasons. And then, yeah, no, I mean. This is where, like, white feminism gets real dangerous, in my opinion. Where, like, there's an element of white feminism that people don't talk about, which is just, like, this... It's kind of like a double-edged sword where the country and the system is kind of set up. While it may hold white white women down in certain ways, it's also set up to protect them. And a system that's kind of, like, Weaponized against people to protect other people. Like, yeah, that that dynamic is real dangerous. So then, you look at a situation like this where you've got a, an adult who exhibits no agency in a situation where they could have, you know I mean? I don't really feel like getting into all the details and shit. That's my opinion on it. I'm gonna stand by it. Like, I understand both sides. That's my opinion on the shit. Um,. Yeah, so you got a situation like that. And then, too, like, the journalism was super sloppy. Like
1: It was because uh, I believe one newscaster referred to it as, like, revenge porn.
0: Right, yeah. And that was my whole thing, like, just going into reading it, just fucking, uh, like, complaining about the wine that you were offered, but, like, you still drink. Like, I, like I, you're an adult. Like, I don't drink shit. I don't want to drink. You feel me? Like, never have I. It's not hard.
1: And that's, because take this out, like me, I want to say that I'm superstitious, but like I just listen when somebody, I believe in signs. Right. And you got to follow your gut. So I read story at the story beginning of it, and says so she approached him, he brushed her off. I'm like, dude.
0: That was your sign.
1: That was your sign. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. You know what I'm saying? So, but she came back out and he saw the camera. Oh.
0: That's another thing. She was, like, the one who was more... That's, that's that's the element, too. Like, we live in a society where, like, men are the chasers. So, like, in a, in a situation like that where she obviously put forth more effort to make that situation happen mm-hmm. than he did. Like, I'm not, not saying that he's right for what happened, right. but and but he's also not wrong for thinking that she was into him because she was. So, you know what I mean? Like... There's a lot. I mean, we could get into mixed signals and all that, man. We we could we really could because I mean, ultimately, uh, yeah, two blowjobs is kind of confusing if you don't want to do it. And then, I mean, ultimately, I guess the argument comes down between like morality and like legality and shit, which is all fine and dandy. But I mean, that's kind of what the issue is in the country where like we can't really find, we can't really. Until we fix the moral issues in this country, the law is not going to mean anything. you know, like that's really what it is, and like I said, I think that white femininity and what that means to people is an inherent danger that people don't really think about, especially in a situation like this, where someone's career and entire future is on the line based upon an anonymous story in which case, in which like i mean obviously there's there's a lot of people who feel there's a lot of women. Who, you know, I was honestly kind of shocked to see how many women were like, yeah, this bitch is fucking drawn. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was good to see, though. It was good to see that a lot a lot of women were like, yeah, no, she's tripping. Like, yeah, obviously we should open up this conversation. Which, And yeah, that's how. That's honestly how I felt. I was like, all right, well, now's a good time to have a conversation because if Aziz and Zari, of all people, and that's another thing, is fucking Aziz Ansari. like, not to say that he, and anyone's not capable of anything i just don't see it like not that i don't see what, what you know what I mean i mean the shit he didn't even deny that the shit happened but it's really just like the question of consent and shit so fucking yeah
1: i remember reading like a screenshot of a text message and he said, yo, photos, and she gave him the whole line. She didn't feel, I mean, the whole, like, paragraphs, why she didn't feel that way. And he was like, oh, snap, I didn't understand So I apologize that I am trying to hurt you. You know what I mean? Right, and then she
0: complained about the fact that she never heard from him again. It's like, what do you expect?
1: He probably felt awkward. He's like, I don't want to, you know?
0: Right, like, you literally, it's like, you did just tell me that I, like, completely crossed boundaries, and it's like, all right, so I imagine that, like, maybe I'm someone that you wouldn't want to, like, deal with ever again. Right. Which, obviously, considering how she felt, I mean, he wasn't wrong. So it's like, is he really reading your signals wrong, or are you confused? Right. You know, and that's where it's like, and that's ultimately what a lot, I mean. I feel like a lot of people kind of saw it. It was just like a lot of confusion. So who knows? I mean, what's up?
1: But that's the something that's kind of getting to me now. Is like we have, we have a world where people are taking like what they see online as fact. Like people, because write articles, think pieces, and if you have a large following, people will jump on it, ride into the sunset, not dare will they ever fact check anything
0: Well, the internet's so social now, and then on top of it, like the way the companies that run the internet have the shit set up or run these uh social media companies and shit the way they have it set up, mm-hmm. everyone ends up in their own circle, so like like I very rarely see. People, like, I very rarely see a lot of posts that are like kind of like on Facebook against what I believe in. There are people that object to shit that I believe in, but I very rarely see things that are like from the far right because ultimately I don't fuck with none of those people, you know, like they're in their space, I'm in mine, Mm -hmm. and that's where it's like, all right, so what does the internet even mean in a time where it is like it is this different space? That really does affect like our lives and our physical reality. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, people are aware of that. Actually, people are one hundred percent aware of it. Anybody who chooses not to use the internet or not to use social media is one hundred percent aware of how much of an effect the shit can have on your reality and your your human experience. I feel like mm-hmm. so like it doesn't matter which spectrum end of the spectrum that you're at, whether you use the shit or you don't use the shit. You mean know? like, yeah, it's definitely something that. I mean, that's where we're at in, in time in 2018. Fucking the internet was step one and globalization. All this like this digital money shit that's step two.
1: Uh, Bitcoin and what was other
0: shit they got going on here, man? There's a whole bunch of those cryptocurrencies, but yeah. I don't even want to talk about that stuff. So I'm just saying, like, the world is definitely changing.
1: No. When you mentioned the world is changing, the first thing I think of is survival of the fittest. But it's like, what way can I survive now versus how I used to survive then? Because I'm, I'm getting by now. You know, it's all good now, but I, I can tell you with the way things are changing, I got to adapt. I got to switch everything up. If I have to still maintain who I am, keep my, you know, keep this version of myself going. But I still have to maintain some kind of awareness so I can maneuver.
0: Right, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Like, I've spent a lot of time just kind of like putting some pretty costly opinions out in the world. <laughs> you already know. But, I mean, it is what it is. I am definitely at a point where I feel like, all right, well, I'm an adult. It's time to move forward with life. And just kind of worry about myself, you know? 100% just worry about myself. You can only do but so much for the world when you don't have enough for yourself. You know, when you don't keep enough for yourself either. Right. Like, at the end of the day, you can only give what you have and understand what that really means and maybe uh, people who truly do want to change the world kind of do have a certain drive to kind of achieve certain things, to accumulate certain things in order to actually see the impact of the change mm-hmm. or uh, see the impact of a what they put into the world and see the change that it actually has in people's lives or on people's lives and shit, you know? You figure you could go around and sacrifice, you know, $10 a week, $20 a week to people on the train and shit like that. But imagine like having millions of dollars and being able to build a school or, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're actually gonna see that You can come back to it day in, day out, see, you know, year after year or whatever, see the kids that have come through it. It's different. So I feel like if I'm going to have the impact on, you know, the world that I want to have ultimately, it helps me sleep at night. Like, I got to focus on myself, get this fucking money, you feel me? Mm -hmm. No doubt. (laughs) Real shit. (laughs) That's really what it comes down to.
1: Self-empowerment, self-elevation, you know?
0: Yeah, man. And just, like, being content with the idea of just only having control over me and as much of the world around me as I I can. But then also tapping into the idea that it's all like something bigger and I kind of had control over it all, you
1: know? Right. Yeah. So how do you feel about activism as it is now? Because, you know, we've seen how well civil rights... Shit
0: is commodified and it's dangerous because once you fucking attach... I mean, I'm sure this just happened plenty of times in the past. It always has. Even, I mean, charities always come with, like, just, like, press benefits. Like, if you run a business and you don't do charity, people probably aren't really going to fuck with you in the community like that, like, at a certain point. Um. But, yeah, back to, damn, my bad, yo. I don't want to say why I can't remember the <laughs> What the fuck <laughs> were we just talking about? So,
1: pretty much, we were discussing the idea of the, uh, of activism now. Yeah,
0: yeah, activism, the commodification of the shit. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's like protesting, like going out in the streets and shit, I think that's just great. A lot of photos, a lot of memes and shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm never gonna do that shit though. You <laughs> feel me? Like, I'm not gonna say never. Uh, yeah. one, I think that like when you do I mean, if a whole White people get treated differently when they protest, so I'm just Gucci, you feel me? Like, and that's just the reality that y'all just gotta understand, like, there are certain people that are willing to go into the belly of the beast like that, to just scream and like make noise and shit, and like, I don't know, white supremacy has touched my life like way too, too closely for me to just like want to go do that shit, like, to be honest with you. And I understand people who's touched and they still want to go do that shit, like I'm not knocking it, but me, I'm like good to just stay away from the shit, you know, like from that aspect and fucking, like, tangible shit. I don't even present my shit in a way where, like, because there's always people who ask me, like, all right, well, what do you do for, like, the community? It's like, it's not even my fucking, like, it doesn't matter, like, white person. It doesn't matter what I do for my community because I'm in it, like, so don't worry about it. And ultimately, too, like, unlike white people, I don't feel the need to fucking you me talk about the good shit that I do for people around me and shit, you know? It's not, like... I don't have this savior complex and shit, I'm trying to fucking, like, no, it's just survival, like, I know I need good people around me to survive and shit, you feel me, so, like, ultimately, like, I'm trying to see my family good, I'm trying to see my friends good, because those are people that are gonna keep me going, you know, like, those times when you sit around, you get kind of nihilistic, and you're like, alright, well, what's the purpose of all this shit, and you're like, alright, well, there isn't one. Well, you do have these connections and shit with people, alright, well, they do mean something to you, even if the world don't mean shit, mm-hmm. you know. That's how I'm, that's, that's that's how I'm looking at shit now. Like, it's the only way I can say positive because the world don't mean shit, man. None of this shit matters, even though it's all matter. You feel me? Like, but yeah.
1: One of my favorite quotes, yo. Um, it's like '99, Carson Daly, TRL. It was a ghetto superstar. He had prize on the couch. Maya, I think Cannabis was there, and the ODB. So this chick called in from Florida. She was, I'm a single mother, blah blah blah. So ODB, what are you gonna do for the community? Looked at the camera, deadpan. He said, nothing. And the whole crowd started laughing the ass off. He said, no, nah, no, don't misunderstand. I got love for you, I got love for you, but nothing. But some people may like may have not understood. That, you know what I'm saying? Right. People have thought that, oh, he's just being, you know, disrespectful, I, I can't just help the community.
0: Nah, probably, like, motherfuckers don't already understand, like, when you're when you're part of a community, you already help the community just by existing in it, like, because the community has to go, especially a community that doesn't have shit. A community that, like, people don't understand how black people in this country operate without shit. We do it through a sense of community. One that they swear we don't have, one that they do everything to break, but even through all the bullshit, even through all the black and black violence, which is a myth, even through all the, you know what I mean like, motherfuckers have a sense of community, and it's hard to see at times, but that's just like white supremacy at its best. But that's you know what I mean the Bible says the devil's gonna lie to you, you know, just trick you and shit. So it's just about really just being aware when that shit's happening. That's where I'm at. I'm just hyper aware. Like, can't turn the shit off. So
1: yeah, as you should be. I mean, I, I don't feel. That I can believe everything that I see, or right. like I can understand. Like I can't just be, I can't sit in front of like CNN or, or Fox News and be told a headline and believe that it's a hundred percent fact.
0: Yeah, because there's been too, too. I mean, there's just been too many times where we've just. Uh, there's, I'm not even like. That's the thing. I'm a conspiracy theorist. That's all. And that's really all I have to say. Like, there's just too much weird shit that's happening. It's like, alright, well, Mm -hmm. some shit's actually happening. Like, I know it's definitely happening because I've been watching it. Like, I've seen it. Like, it's happening. But then you don't really ever know anything. Especially as someone who, like, knows a lot about photo and video and editing and all that shit. You really don't know anything if you weren't there. Even sound. (laughs) Yeah, you really don't know a damn thing if you weren't there. And, I mean,. Also, when we think about like, the Mandela effect and shit like that, it's like, what the fuck? What if we all were just memor- remembering shit wrong? And what if we look at shit beyond just like what we agree is always going on and think, all right, well, what about, what if what if like we all slipped into this alternate fucking reality and shit and everything, like I said, just like facts that were facts at one point just are no longer facts.
1: That's happened now. Like, so many different things have happened. It's happened
0: now for some people, but. Yeah. Yeah
1: Like people have Revisionist history For certain things And I just Like I think Someone mentioned how like Slavery was good history And I'm like For who? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know who You know who was Good for Of course But For someone to, do, to Say that As part of their Political platform I'll say White
0: supremacy is so Coded in the English Language for instance Like there's literally No way to even use English without like Big enough white people In a certain sense
1: What words for example?
0: It's not really the words much it's just how people relate to the English language and how it's how
2: it's used.
1: So I wonder sometimes if me, if you can really draw the line between people saying you're a conspiracy theorist or you're a realist. Right. I feel I like mean, sometimes all one and the same for me.
0: Yeah, because sometimes when you look at like our supporting details they add up, that's the thing. It's not like motherfuckers just pulling shit out of their ass or so like, oh, like, and then, too, there's, like, times when it's, like, shit was a theory and then motherfuckers found out later, like, the shit was proven. And then, like, I don't know. We already, I mean, there's shit. I just don't even, it's, like, why I even talk about this shit? We aren't, the, the government's just done so much bad shit. Why I even talk about it? I'm really at that point in my life where, like, yo, I'm out. I'm out. Of the way. I'm just trying to focus on doing this fucking photo video business, you know, over the next year, two, three years, whatever. last property and, like, that's it, I'm chumped.
1: Where are you about property at?
0: Man, uh, I would like love to get a villa in Mexico. I'm grabbing Jones for low. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, the US dollar goes a lot, goes a long way in a lot of places. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to grab some property in West Philly, though.
1: Yeah, this neighborhood is alright, man. I wouldn't mind buying this building, yo. Like where I live in right now. I will stay right here in this apartment. I got me. (laughs) Yo,
0: this building is tight. I really do fuck with it.
1: Yeah, man, it's dope, man. Excuse my French. It's all good. But yeah, man, I think. I don't know, because, like, we are, like, in the era where Trump runs things. But
0: he doesn't. He doesn't run anything. That's the thing. Republican, we have Trump in office, right? Mm -hmm. Republican House, Republican Senate, and government shut down. Like, or Congress shut down, like doesn't run anything. This country is really just like, I mean, not to cut you off and all that, but like, no, no, no. I think you agree with me that Trump is just a reflection of what this country really is, and a lot of people are having a bad time dealing with that. I kind of find myself at this weird, whenever shit, whenever people are really, really upset at shit, I always seem to be at peace.
1: Dude, I've told people before, like, yo, Trump is the president that America deserves. And um, I said on my last podcast, I said, yo, because when Obama was was out here running around, it was safe. But it was safe on the surface. What you see now with Trump was bubbling up under the surface.
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole idea behind having a black president like Obama is to be able to say, all right, well, there's a black president. So you can't say. But I mean, what's a president, really? It's not like the president makes all the decisions. That's the thing, as we can see which is my whole point with saying that Trump doesn't run shit. And then when you think about who does run shit, all right, well, the House of Representatives, they don't even run shit at, Like as individuals. Like, when you vote for an HR rep, like, that person's vote don't really mean shit. There are, like, 100 people plus the president whose votes matter. Right. You know? That's the honest-to-God truth. In a two-party system, there are 100 people and then the president whose votes matter. And really not even the presidents. There are a hundred people. And if you don't know who those hundred people are, then you just, like, don't know enough about the U.S. If you live here anyway, you should definitely know who those hundred people are. Yep, if you know about Congress, and about the Senate, and about the House, all these
1: these things.
0: And when you think about the fact that we've only had eight black senators, never had more than two at a time, or I'm sorry, ten black senators in the whole history of the U.S., Obama being the eighth, have never had two, more than two at a time. So we've never, black people have never been represented in this country. When you start looking at the numbers that matter. That's like, context is important. But it's hard to contextualize things that you don't understand. And that's why black people are so misunderstood. Black males especially, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we are... So many things, so many people, but no one really underst- No one really gets it right. Like you said, like we got, I can be around the away, and someone may see me as, oh, he got a bandana on, and his outfit is kind of quote-unquote urban. He must be this kind of way.
0: Yeah, or- but like a white kid can go to Urban Outfitters and pay six dollars for the same bandana as niggas buy from the chinks for a dollar or two, and shit, and, f- and then, you know. Like, he's just going to Coachella or some shit. Like, like alright, or not Coachella. Or, yeah, I mean, like, it's crazy to just think of just, like, the difference in perception mm-hmm. that people just have. Like, man, I'm, like, an ex-skate kid. Like, I basically just dress, like, between, you know, playing sports and skating. Like, that influences how I dress. But... People perceive the way I dress and the way that white kids do dress the same way, completely differently.
1: Isn't that odd? Isn't that crazy? <sighs> even like when I talk to certain people.
0: It's not even crazy. It just drives you crazy. That's the thing. Like You get so used to the world being this fucked up that the world being fucked up isn't crazy. It just makes you crazy. Like, that's where I'm at with it.
1: It pushes you. Push you against the wall because, like, you know, um, because i where I work at again, I'm not gonna mention where it is because I'm you know just trying to keep my job, you know. But I, I'm there as a minority, and not only am my minority just in terms of my ethnicity, but in terms of my position at work, right? So I have people who are higher up who approach me and talk to me as if I'm a peon. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, because I'm not, you know, a doctor or a nurse, they think I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you're just, you're the help. You know, I have somebody, I can elevate. My shirt says what I do for a living. My shirt says I work, you know, in, like, the, an audiovisual field. But the guy was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, your team is going through some stuff right now. You know, you have a bunch of spills here and broken, busted pipes, right? You guys would get on top of that, right? Like, that attitude, I'm like, I'm looking at him because he's, like, a high up. I'm. I was not my. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And my my shirt plainly says what I do. I don't work in facilities. I'm not, I'm not part of the cleanup crew. And no offense to anybody who is. You know, what I mean, who does that for a job? Because a job's a job. But it's like, listen. When people come at me and they say certain things to me at, at that place, I don't know how know how to take it. I'll tell you one thing. Last week, I'm busting down, I'm taking care of a uh, situation. And a lady comes out and says, oh, you here to clean up after us. I said, nah, so I'm i I'm, work with, I'm in AV. I'm here to break it down. Oh, no, no, that's what I meant. I'm like, listen, I walked off, but what you meant versus that what you actually said, two different things, you know? So it's always, I find myself being in a role of like feeling like I'm being undermined. Whether it's on some class shit or on some black shit, it's just hard for me to tell, and it makes me paranoid way more than it should. Right? Because I don't want to be like, I want to be able to go into a room and make eye contact, eye contact with someone. Yo,
0: the eye contact thing, yo. People have been talking recently about like why I don't make eye contact. It's like I make eye contact. I make eye contact more than people realize. There's just a lot of people I don't make eye contact with. Um, why? Because ultimately, when you're a black man in this country, you realize the eye contact even is a very dangerous thing. What? But eye con eye contact get you locked up. Eye contact can start fights. Eye contact can yeah. Being being black man in this country is fucked up. So I pick and choose. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get money. I make eye contact. <laughs> Me? like yeah. I'm trying to let you know I'm serious and shit. But I don't really know you. Make like, I mean, you give people passing eye contact. Plus, a lot of people aren't comfortable like when you're like making dead eye contact with them, like if you don't know them. Especially, people feel like you're really looking into their soul, and it does. I feel like it, I mean, it does kind of happen. Like, it does it really does? You just sitting and just like stare at someone, or not stare at someone, but like make eye contact and have a conversation with someone for long enough, like. Both of you guys just start tripping out and shit.
1: <laughs> I've had that happen here and here. It was like, all right, man, turn my face away. But but where I work is just like it's a place where I walk through, and they won't look at me.
0: Yeah. That's where I realized, that's, that's how I realized that, like, eye contact is such a thing. Like, when I was in New York, mm-hmm. I used to walk around and try to make eye contact with people. It's very difficult to do when you're black male. Exactly. That's why I just don't waste my time. Like, that's really the other side of it. Like, I like, I. like it's just, like, it's crazy. Or, or and I mean, yeah. Or, like, when you just, I mean, I mean, you get so used to just seeing, like, how other people perceive you that you can just see, like, their subconscious in their body language, in ways that they just aren't aware of it. And it's just like damn, all the time. And when you're like, it's crazy like when you're walking around by yourself, you literally have no one to talk to about it. But feel like with a homie and shit, you, you talk to talk to that person about it. And it's almost just like funny you have someone that you actually share the moment with. It's like, all right, well, at least I'm in, I, I'm like here with someone else who understands this shit. But when you're not. Like, it's like every time you hop on the train, some white little white girl wants to clutch your purse or some shit. It's like, where the fuck am I even going to sub if I snatch your purse? Like, let's be real. Like, where the fuck am I even going to go? Not that it can't happen. Not that it doesn't happen. And shit. It's just like, why do you? It's just like the fact that people just don't even think about how that makes someone else feel. Right. Like, damn. Like, you don't know shit about it.
1: They don't care to, and that's the crazy part about it because I feel like they don't. Because they come from a place where they don't have to, right? Versus us, we have to know how to deal with certain people. We have to know understand like the, the connection that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, yeah, like you said, like if you don't come from a certain background where you're forced to deal with people, because that where where you're forced to deal with people. You know, and it's uh, you know when it puts your survival in jeopardy. You gotta make sure you got everything on point,
0: right? Exactly, and that's the thing when it comes to like re- racism versus prejudice, like a conversation that people love to have back and forth. Obviously, like yeah. However, however, anyone feels about white people, anyone like, who's not white, however they feel about white people, they feel that way for their own protection or safety, like or for their own benefit. And that's something that white people don't understand. Or can never understand. You know, they don't understand what it's like to be to share space with people who are inherently dangerous to you for no other reason than the fact that they hold power over you.
1: So how do you deal with that power that's been held?
0: I mean, I really don't acknowledge it. I definitely, like, yeah, no, I mean, that, that creates a lot of tension in my life, for sure. Yeah, no, I don't, it's not really a thing that I respect or anything like that. So, there's that.
1: There's that. Also, one more thing I want to ask you, bro. Where you are in your life, right? Where do you see yourself in the next few years in terms of maneuvering your personal space? Now, i don't mind not talking about people like, oh man, when you see yourself on an island, you see yourself with whips. I mean, in terms of where do you see yourself in your well-being?
0: Oh, yo, I'm Gucci. Like, I'm at this point where I'm in this constant state of fucking evolution. I feel like, you know, people say that, like, on the new age spiritual bullshit, which is really just a whole bunch of older indigenous and eastern philosophies rehashed. And, you know, it's like the gentrification of old age spiritualism. But, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. But I kind of have been there. There's just, like, certain elements in my life that, like, I've been working on, but I'm kind of at a point now where it's just like moving forward over the next few years. I'm just trying to keep my head down, and just stay focused on ultimately that end goal, which is money. Because with the money, I can do what I want. Like people talk about, people complain about like rich people that have money that don't give back, but you can also just get rich and give back. Like and if you're cool to give, get rich and give. Like a lot of people, one thing that I do know is that there's a lot of rich people that give back and don't ask for the credit. And they don't get enough they don't get credit because they don't ask for it. They don't even put themselves in the position to receive it. There's a lot of people that give uh give away money anonymously. You know? Um there's a lot of good in the world, man. The world is the balance is a little a little off, but I guess it does kinda of come down to like looking for it. Um and uh, just being realistic and knowing that, you know, the world is an unfair place. And you just gotta learn from whatever it is that you're seeing that may make you feel a certain way. For real, like that's what I do. It's the only thing I can do. But I've seen some I've seen like crazy ups and crazy downs and like I've literally seen both extreme. Like having everything and having nothing. Yeah, so that's all whatever.
2: What right up. Yeah.
1: That was a dope ass conversation with my homie. Wesley Carter, yeah, photographer, videographer.
0: It. I appreciate you, know
1: it you having me. Hey, man, it's a pleasure, man. I'm glad we got top team And like the happening. Eagles
0: won the motherfucking NFC. Yes, Championship did. last night. Yes, they Shout did. Shout out to the fucking birds.
1: Man, makes fully got new energy, man. Yeah, real shit. They was like, yo, since the Eagles won, they got free meek.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice, but the system don't work like that, unfortunately. Definitely not. And that's what I'm saying, y'all, man. This shit is real fucked up.
1: Yep, know yourself know where you're at and understand your space, you know yeah, what I mean?
0: for sure, yeah, you say it on yourself and know where you're at, yeah, and whatever that means to you, you just gotta you gotta commit to what that means to you, that's what a lot of people don't do not to like make this run longer you gotta mm-hmm. commit to it. Like, whoever you wanna be you gotta commit to that, like you can either you can you, you can either be who you are, like me, I try not to really think about like who I am so much. I think a lot of where my thoughts are is like, damn, how other people perceive who I am, how other people deal with who I am. Because I know who I am. Right. I feel like a lot of the issues that I have come from me expressing myself versus anything else. Mm -hmm. Just being, trying to be who I am versus Mm -hmm. actually creating problems with people. Yeah, sure. So, knowing who you are and just like having to be comfortable with that, that's how you keep your headspace straight. Because not everybody's going to like you. And then for a lot of us, the world literally really set up to kill us. So that like and shit, if you if that's what you want,
1: <laughs> yeah. Man. Words of wisdom, my man Wes. Word up, so we'll end this note with a peace And Wes, what words you go, you want to say before we cut out of here, man?
0: Shit, man. I don't know, man. Shout out to everybody. At Rogan and shit. Yeah. I'll say that. West Philly and shit. Shout out to my homie Grande, who's actually probably about to do a little, little interview, John 2 here. Been working with him on a bunch of shit, some music and shit. A lot of people don't know I've been making music on and off for the past 10 years, so I feel like this year I'll actually kind of, you know, put some shit out there and kind of, kind of let the world know what I sound like. People know what my shit looks like mm-hmm. from like a, at least a shooting women wave. Uh so, time to switch it up and let people know what's it like, was really good. What's up?
1: Yeah. Hey, man. Can't wait to see what you do, dog. Yeah, for sure. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Peace.
2: You win.